So we're back and in this episode we talk to Mark Brockhurst, one of the uh, three people behind Three Aces CrossFit. They have two facilities, one in Kennington and one in Lee Valley. In this interview we talk to Mark at the Lee Valley um, setup. Uh, we talk about his journey into CrossFit, the um, difficulties of managing two affiliates with two very different communities but also um the process of seizing upon the opportunity that lee valley became so i hope you enjoyed the episode um if you do uh, find us on itunes and on soundcloud give us a like show us some love and we'll catch up with you in the next episode thanks bye hey folks so we're on location at lee valley i'm with mark one of the trio behind the Three Aces CrossFit. So we're at location number two. We'll talk about location one, I'm sure, and we'll talk about the journey that they've been on to get here. Uh, but first off, I'll introduce Mark. We'll talk about his, his journey to this point, and then we'll talk about maybe some of the trials and tribulations that accompany um, dual facilities and just managing a CrossFit affiliate. So uh, welcome, Mark. Thank you. Uh, so we'll start off, um, as I do with everybody that comes on the show, in terms of... Uh, how did you end up connecting with CrossFit and what was your journey to either participant first, then a coach and then eventually um, box owner? <coughs> uh, basically started off and uh, got into training at college in the States where I was out there on a golf scholarship. Um, had a friend out there that was setting up a CrossFit gym almost as I was finishing out there. So never actually got to go to it. Um, that's Raging CrossFit down in Louisiana. It's a great facility. Uh, so I came home, golf career didn't quite pan out as I thought it would. Apparently I'm not the next Tiger Woods. But <laughs> um So yeah, moved into the fitness industry, hated the uh, the kind of personal training diploma, didn't like the vibe, it wasn't really my scene. So yeah, we had a Marine actually on my course who took us through some CrossFit workouts and yeah, you kind of first time you taste it, you're hooked. That's it, the rest is history so yes, to speak. Yeah. exactly. So, uh, so how did you transition then from participant to then kind of realising that you wanted to take that a step further? Was it was always the personal training as a route that you chose to go, and go down? You then introduced CrossFit, which is just a natural progression then to sort of apply that kind of training or coaching aspect to, to CrossFit training. Yeah, yeah, I kind of had my foot in the door in the fitness industry going through that personal training diploma, but wanted to find where I fit and... CrossFit was that place. I like the idea, I like the, the idea of the community and not just going in with your earphones in, doing your session and leaving. I like the idea of actually talking to people, creating relationships and working on something to where it's not... I mean, everyone likes the kind of body composition side of it, but performing tasks and where I had originally trained for golf, personally on a physical level, I like the idea of performance-based and yeah. working on, okay, this is where you are with this lift or this workout or that metric let's try and improve that let's go through a, a training period see how your results come out on the other end what worked what didn't and all those kind of factors that fall into place for that so when did you realize you were gonna well when did you come up with the idea that right i'm gonna take this further and i'm gonna open a gym um to be honest i i never really looked at it that way yeah. i was more okay i'm coaching these people what do they need what do i how do i provide a better service how do I up my level of what I can provide to, to help them get better? My brother is probably the one, or he's definitely the one that looks forward and tries to think, okay, this is where we are now. 
where can we take it? So he did his level one after a good amount of time of me trying to convince him to get into CrossFit. Um, and the first thing he said on the way back was, we're going to open a gym. Fantastic. So, yeah, I was kind of very much stuck in the trenches and had my head down trying to figure out all the mud that I was amongst. And he was right. this is where we're going. And yeah, I kind of, I like the idea of running our own ship. Like yeah. We, we set up our own stall to where this is what we offer. This is why we offer it. And we have complete control over that. So sounds awesome. He's a visionary. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> the man that makes it happen. Yeah. He's the, uh, I suppose the, the, the Branson looking looking forward and you're the man making sure it all, all happens. Yeah. So you've made the decision, you're going to open a box. What process did you then begin to sort of get the, effectively uh, the first site open? Um, a lot of viewings. The London kind of real estate market is pretty tricky trying to find the right spot. Firstly, location, then facility-wise, and making sure you're not stepping on anyone's toes with residents above or... Yeah, you, you want to try and find that unique space that does tick as many boxes as you can. Uh, we then brought on another partner or other partner, Casper, who, uh, who yeah, completed the three of us. So The, the trio, yeah. made it all happen. Yeah, so we're so now one you, big happy family. You opened Kennington in 2015. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what, was the, what was the biggest barrier that you went through from concept to getting the doors open? Finding the space. It probably took us close to two years to find a facility. Wow. Yeah, so that was, it was a long search, but we were quite particular in what we wanted. We went to a few where we could have got away with it, but that's not really what we wanted to offer. We wanted to offer no holes barred CrossFit. You want to do a 15-foot rope climb? Cool, we can do that. We want to do a 400-meter run without getting shady looks from people on the corner down an alley. Or mowed down yeah. by, a, <laughs> by a car, yeah. Exactly, yeah. So we, we were quite particular in what we wanted to offer, so that limited our search and where we could actually find a space so yeah finding a location was the biggest thing in London that we had the issue with so wind the clock's on almost two years we're in facility number two yeah we're in Lee Valley Athletic Centre yeah. uh, which is a fantastic facility in its own right how did that how did that all come about uh, I mean we knew we'd like to open multiple facilities given the chance or given the opportunity and this was very much an opportunity that fell on our lap they hosted the uh, was it the British Championships yep. here, and that kind of opened their eyes to where the fitness industry was going. And they saw the value in CrossFit um, for what they are. They're very much uh, they host a lot of events. They a lot of people come down for whatever championship track and field, um, and they do a lot with kids and schools. But they don't really have much of providing a place for the general public to train so they saw CrossFit as bridging that gap so yeah they approached a few gyms in London a few kind of working out to Essex and said pitch to us let us know how you see it working we've got a couple of spaces that could work so me and my brother came up talked to them yeah it was uh, an intimidating place where you've got a board where you're pitching to this is our yeah. vision this is how we see it working and then yeah got a phone call a couple of weeks later saying they'd like to go with us so it was kind of the oh shit moment. Yes. We got it. Yeah. So what do we uh, do now? <laughs> yeah, that was. I suppose that was that was for me the the, the interesting journey because this is a it, it's unique in that kind of way because I think it's, um, the, the bit that interests me about it and it's quite similar to what I I've done with uh, my own gym Lim is that you know there is a, a a general consensus that it's an industrial unit or an arch or it's nothing yeah. 
but actually there are lots of different ways you could potentially get from concept to, oh, to delivery yeah. um, and I suppose this is a really good example of just something mm. a little bit of outside the box excuse the pun yeah. but has allowed you to achieve your outcome but then also do something different as well yeah we were very lucky with the way they wanted to go about opening up they mm. were very much kind of we don't know CrossFit you guys do so it makes a lot more sense having you guys in who who know how to run a gym who have been running a gym why don't we get you in to do it better so that we can then provide a better service rather than going down the route of okay we'll just train get one of our guys on a level one get him certified get the place registered as an affiliate and then kind of figure it out as we go just get a pull-up rig and yeah. a couple of barbells and that's crossfit yeah so yeah yeah so they we were lucky with their approach to it and their kind of outlook on how they wanted to set up and were they kind of were they were they quite hands-off in that initial stage or did they have were they quite specific in terms of well it needs you need to achieve x by y no 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 we're yeah we're so we're basically our own business we yeah. we run the gym as we see fit because they they see they see it as we know how to do it so fingers crossed they're right yeah because <laughs> it's interesting because there's obviously there's a huge kind of trust process in that in yes, terms of yeah obviously you know they're at the world-renowned facility mm. you know they're deliver, used to delivering x yeah and then to sort of trust the kind of something i suppose that, that they had an idea of but it wasn't you know crossfit wasn't something that they were immersed in yeah it's quite, I suppose it's quite visionary on their part to sort of go, you know, this is obviously the f- where things are headed. Yeah. Because they've got their own facilities here in terms of... Yeah, like you say, they're space. a well-established yeah. business and facility in their own right. And for them to say, we trust you guys, and it was, yeah, it was a really easy transition to come in and kind of slot into their model while kind of staying true to what we believe and how we run. So, And we, I mean, we had this conversation earlier what are the differences between obviously your Kennington site and here in terms of the dynamics, the, the community? Yeah. Obviously, the facility is different. You know, we're looking out now on, you know, a full-blown athletics track with probably a hundred or so kids doing athletics. Yeah. Not quite the same as the scene where you are in Kennington. So, just kind of talk about the differences between the two and maybe the the pros and the cons of, yeah. of that as well. Um, firstly, location. Kennington is zone two, London, you're in the city, you're right in the heart of it. Out here, I'm not even sure if it has a zone, really. <laughs> maybe zone six or five. We just fall off the end of yeah. the <laughs> You're in uh, Essexville. Um, so that firstly, you get a different clientele based on that. The people that are living in the city have a certain kind of pace of life, they have certain interests, they tend to be on the go quite a lot out here. Not so much the same, people have cars, they've yeah, moving around a bit more. Their commute is very, very different. So where we're picking up people, they come into the gym at Kennington, then go straight onto work, or they come straight from work and then come into the gym. Out here at Lee Valley, we have more people coming in for the morning sessions, then going home, getting showered, having breakfast with the family, then heading back into work. And then same thing on the way home. They, On their way home from work, if they work in the city, they're back home pick all their gym gear up and then come into the gym so there's a slightly longer commute so as far as running sessions we have to spread them out a bit more so it's not a five o'clock class really wouldn't do anything here yeah just because people can't get here in time um and then so that's kind of routine as far as demographic people like i was saying it's maybe a slightly slower pace of life out here and with that 
the members tend to get more time to do stuff outside of the gym up here. Yeah. So they're very active on our social page, on the Facebook uh, group that we set up for the gym, always saying, let's go rock climbing, let's go eat here, let's do this, let's do that. And they tend to spend a good amount of time hanging out outside the gym. In Kennington, it's just, I guess they have more going on. So they, they have fun, they, they all kind of chat and get on and kind of build a community in the sessions, but they're less, proactive in doing their own thing if we host an event like a barbecue or a yeah, sports day or whatever then they'll jump on board but they're not as active in kind of initiating their own social events yeah but they're not not to the detriment of the box oh no no it's just no yeah, it's just a different vibe cool yeah so is do you have uh, the program is that the same for both the locations so or we slight tweaks on that yeah we started out where the Kennington members, have, we've been established or up and running for a good year and a half. Um, up here, obviously, people were brand new, so we did different programs to start off with because where people were actually gearing up for the Open at Kennington, so they were very much in the cycle of, okay, let's learn how to barbell, rep cycle, and touch and go cleans, gymnastic, like kind of higher skill elements on those. At Lee Valley, they weren't really ready for that, so we, we split the program. It was a lot of kind of powerlifting strength work not too much Olympic lifting um, and kept it very kind of general strength and conditioning so as the Lee Valley audience or Lee Valley members have matured we've started to kind of blend the programs now and we've actually so we've restructured at Kennington which meant we could do the two at the same time okay because we've gone to more of a GPP program rather than a CrossFit sport so we at Kennington for the people that want to go down the sport avenue we offer that to where okay let's touch and go snatch this link muscle ups let's get you efficient at the sport i would another conversation in itself is to like what is gpp and yeah. what kind of training would you need for that compared to sport so with bringing in bringing in more of a gpp program at kennington it allowed us to kind of merge the programs together and did you uh I like to see you did. Did you do that out of was that something that just happened naturally, or have you found that's actually made things a bit easier to manage across the both sides? Uh, definitely easier to manage. Um, I originally had the intention, so I I write the program for the gyms. I originally had the intention of splitting the programs because they were two different audiences, but where yeah they've kind of met in the middle and people have progressed at Lee Valley quite well, so now they can handle a little more as far as technique and intensity goes but then where we've also changed the structure at Kennington they've actually yeah paired up quite well oh that's cool and so and do you get um do you get a crossover of members do you get some of you guys from here do they pop up at Kennington or is it they've kind of they're almost not separate communities in themselves well they are separate communities within themselves we get a few people I want to drop in I'll come down or But yeah, rarely does that happen. We're we're northeast London now. That's southeast London. That's it's a fair old way. Yeah, anything <laughs> south of the river when you live up here is <laughs> just doesn't. Yeah, you don't go there. <laughs> it's just too far away. Yeah. Um, so with with the facility here, we're obviously you're day in day out surrounded by athletes from different sports, particularly uh, track and field. Have you had much take up or interest from sort of um, that? Um, audience in what you do here you know or is that kind of something that's just kind of bubbing away in the background um they'll peer through the window but that's about it they those guys i mean if you spend any time here you see the same faces day in day out kind of fine-tuning their craft so they're very much 
in their lane. They they don't really dip out of it. And yes, they're going to. It's going to be kind of off-season work. But yeah, we haven't really been there or been here long enough to kind of experience that. So they're they're very much dedicated athletes. Yeah, full time. We get a few people dropping in, but then you it's. With that, it's kind of similar to what you get at any CrossFit gym. Oh, I'm bored of my routine, or I, yeah. I, I do this, and I've wanted something new, or I've seen this video on YouTube. So we we still get that same sort of traffic, but as far as athletes go, they're very much... You'll see them compete at Commonwealth Olympic Games, and yeah. It must, be, it must be pretty cool, sort of, you can see them here, mass, you know, oh, flying awesome. the trade, yeah. and then you see, the, you see them in, in the flesh. It's amazing. Yeah, watching... I mean, it's cool watching people kind of progress in any kind of realm of fitness but when you see the best of the best doing what they do it, it's very inspiring the members especially kind of you try and get their attention like guys we've got one more set of squats to do and they're all peering out the window looking <laughs> yeah, at yeah. this guy break his 60 meter whatever or 100 meters this yeah it's very impressive and do you find that kind of having that or like literally just outside the window you kind of sort of pull some inspiration kind of enjoy, like looking at what what these sort of world-class athletes are doing and kind of all you know what's, what, what techniques are they up to what strength and conditioning yeah doing, definitely how can we apply it yeah here to our members yeah pick the brains of the coaches um they're very sport specific so the crossover it has its place here and there but it's not a great deal um but it's always interesting to learn from other people in the field and what they're doing and why they're doing it and okay why do you squat like that why do you yeah. get them doing these drills or these, this parametric work and it's yeah it's interesting so coming back to the the journey of getting your gyms open so that kind of that's been a, a reasonably long process you had all that, all that time coming leading up to yeah. launching Kennington to where you are now two boxes if you had hindsight what key things would you do differently or what would you what would you not do that you did do when you started out? How long you got? <laughs> um, as long as you need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, where, like I said, I wasn't the visionary. I wasn't the, okay, this is where I am now. This is where I want to take my personal development, not my personal development, but my business. Um, I would have structured the business first. Mm-hmm. So, Coaching at other gyms, you get an idea of how to run sessions, what members need, and your that is your trade. You figure out how to help people, how to kind of work the best with them, whether it's on a human connection or, okay, this program doesn't fit you, how can we tweak it? So there's multiple elements to that, but as far as moving into the business of running a gym, yeah, I would have read a few more books and kind of laid out the structure of the business before. So maybe kind of spent some time looking at the the process of running and operating business exactly. business systems and that yeah. kind of stuff yeah um, and then is there any kind of is there any kind of thing you look back now and say, oh, we shouldn't have done that or you know we shouldn't have spent our money there we should have spent our money here um, to be honest not too much I, again where my brother and Casper are more the, the visionaries and let's yeah. take it to the moon and back um, I'm very quick to say all right, guys, but how about this? Yeah. And let's think about that first. So as a team, we work very well. We, yeah. yeah, we kind of balance each other out. So I wouldn't say we've had any kind of extravagant fuck-ups or anything that's really put us under. Um, yeah, as a team, like I said, we work quite well to, to create that balance to where there's enough pulling forward, but enough saying, all right, 
what about this keeping it tempered sort of keeping your, your sort of your feet on the ground yeah, in terms yeah. of making sure you don't kind of business pulls too far away from the yeah. community that you're trying to serve yeah now we originally met um well a good few years ago yeah. now. <laughs> um, um we both were on um an opec c5 course um i think both both at diff both at the sort of similar they were both in a similar place at the time we're yeah. both coaching both getting into open our own gyms um, and then subsequently we touched um, base again on um, some of the OPEX um, CCP courses and we just want to talk about how much of an influence that's been on the way you do things as a coach but then also the way you've structured things as a business potentially yeah uh, huge I can't emphasise enough like, yeah, how much those guys have influenced what we do at our gyms um, I've got a great deal of knowledge from CrossFit then just like any coach you start exploring and seeing what else is out there and okay why do they do this and I, I followed their blog for a while um, and yeah was, so I you get into it and where I was where I found them was very much I'm a coach I want to understand programming I want to understand this and that and that's the level you kind of go in with it so where why are they programming work at 90% and their intervals and the rest period is this much and so you want to, like, just as, as a curious mind, you want to figure that out. So, yeah, that's, that's had a huge influence in how we program. Um, probably the most kind of influential course that they offer has been the life coaching. Yeah. Actually learning to speak to people of all walks of life, of all different characters, and everyone's got their own thing going on in their own world, and you're just kind of sticking your nose in just to see how they're doing. And Yeah. Yeah, to learn how to deal with people and creating real connection was huge. So, yeah. And you get your programming from Apex, is that right? Personally? Yeah, yeah. No, actually, I don't. Oh. No, no, I'd love to have one of their coaches, but yeah, just uh, so I'm at the moment. I'm doing um, Marcus Philly's functional bodybuilding. Yeah. As you can probably tell. Tune in. It's a uh, it's a watch. <laughs> <laughs> If you don't know who Marcus Philly is, you don't know functional, functional bodybuilding. Check out his Instagram account, and you'll uh, you won't miss yeah. the, the the process that he's on, which is a uh, um, I suppose where I sp- the topical um, theme at the moment in terms of functional bodybuilding. I know James Fitzgerald himself has been quite prolific in yeah. talking about the uh, the benefits of that style of training and how that can then carry over to um, sort of performance within the sport of CrossFit, but then yeah. also generally. Uh, sports performance. You've hosted um, a couple of um, CPD um, events in your box. How have you found sort of? How have you found doing that? And do you think it's a kind of a, it's a natural evolution in terms of part of your business model in terms of being able to host those things and bring people into the way you do things in your box? Yeah, I mean, it's more of a, a value add-on. It's just adding value to your business. If you can get great minds in your doors. It's going to help you, it's going to help your members, it's going to help the community around you. So I think anytime you can bring leaders in the industry through your doors, it's going to help. Financially, doesn't, it's not really, that's, well, that's not why we do it. It's, it's more, I think, for the athlete camp that we hosted with OPEX, nearly half of the participants were our members. Right. So it's great for them to kind of understand where we get a lot of our thinking from. So then next time you see them in the session, they're like, yeah, shit, I get that. I, yeah. I get why you're saying do this at this intensity. We're going through this many reps of sets. And you can see the, cog, the cogs like slowly start to turn in their head. So 
it's more of a value and you're building a, a tighter community because they're more engaged with what you're offering. Yeah. They're going to spread a good word because they understand it more. I mean, if we had a room full of coaches that understood everything that we do, you'd get some very engaged people. But they, these guys have got nine to fives, eight to six, whatever hours they work, and they've got a lot going on in their lives. But the more they can kind of dip into your world and see what you do, the more engaged they get. So it's great for that and just building that kind of that bond between you and your members. So what, at the moment, would you say is your biggest influence? Biggest influence? Um, on a personal or business level? Either or. Personal is, i say it's got to be the guys at OPEX. Yeah, James Fitzgerald, Mike Lee, they're kind of in the gym mentality, but then also what you do outside of the gym and how much that affects your relationships with people, how you progress in the gym and just the whole package really. And on a personal level, that's what I'm really working quite hard on is sleep an adequate amount. Yeah. Reduce stress, kind of find your true calling, I guess, and kind of pursue that relentlessly. And just the personal growth on that side has been, yeah, been a real big influence. Um, on a business level, it's just reading, I guess. Yeah. The more I read, the more I kind of, yeah, learn to grow and learn. What are you reading right now? I uh, just finished The E-Myth. Oh, yeah. Very is, popular book with the um, affiliate owners. Yeah. Yeah. Have yeah. it myself. Because <laughs> they're all good at coaching and shit running a business. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's uh, opened my eyes massively to the structure that you need and the setup and yeah, just kind of yeah, setting up systems and everything. It's, yeah, because that's like I say, it's the uh, I suppose it's the it's the element that we're all very good at engaging people, sets, reps, exercises, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But what we're not so necessarily so great at is all the systems and processes that go behind connecting people with those things. Exactly. And it's it's, it's interesting because you're not the only you're not the first person to say that in terms of um, the implementation of systems and procedures and kind of almost having your box sort of running so to speak without the doors being open before you sort of engage with yeah. those customers mm. and uh, it's, it's, it's quite interesting uh, that everyone's quite sort of sharing the sort of same frustrations in terms of that scenario that they probably yeah. should have spent some time attending to before oh, yeah. moving into opening the business what's your biggest bugbear at the moment? Um, I guess you can feel free to run so I don't know They're, where's the fitness industry going I guess like what that is a big question yeah <laughs> it's um, I guess providing people with real quality yeah and making sure people because it's hard in a industry that's full of quick fixes and we can give you this and this time we can give you that and this time actually trying to create an environment where okay let's sit down how are you how are you getting on what was it you came in the door to do why how do you think we can help okay this is how we can actually help we can do this but we can't do that and providing a platform to where it's realistic it's genuine and you work together to achieve it and do you find that's it's also a source source of frustration in terms of you've got this wider industry that's very cosmetic 
it's not very, there's not a great deal of depth to it yeah. and people kind of bring that thought and concept to something they maybe not come across before and then when you challenge that and kind of saying well we want to want to get to know you we yeah. want to get a bit get a bit deeper do you find that sometimes that's kind of a bit of a you know people are faced with a bit of a choice because it's not something they're really kind of oh, used yeah. to it, it definitely makes people uncomfortable without a doubt people aren't used to not opening up but kind of talking to people in that sort of depth I guess it's uh, yeah it's an uncomfortable conversation and you see it more and more I guess so especially in London big city people is fast paced and people yeah they don't normally take the time to if people ask how they are it's by someone selling them something at Topshop or wherever yeah. so kind of almost immediately suspicious of yeah. why you want to oh, what do you want to know yeah. what are you selling yeah. well I'm selling this thing called fitness yeah. are you interested yeah, yeah. so it's yeah, that's kind of that is a big barrier to get over. People actually letting you get in. Okay, I've I've studied a lot and I've kind of built these tools up to try and help people like you. Yeah. Let me see if I can help you. So, what are your what are your what are your plans? You know, what's what's next on the horizon in terms of uh, business development, development as a coach, and uh, I suppose development as an athlete, which I kind of think you kind of talked about. Um. As far as the business goes, it's, we're at a point where things are kind of ticking along nicely. Obviously, like bringing more people in the door is always a goal, just because we, we have the capacity to. Um, but it's more refining and improving what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So the member experience, is it as good as we'd like? No, not right now. So that's why we're working on it. Is the business running as smoothly as it could be? No, but that's why we're working on it, to improve it. So. Not so much setting targets of we want to earn this much or we want to have this many members, it's more, I think if you look at any industry, quality speaks for itself. Yep. So if we can set up a fucking awesome business where it is coming along and we're having great retention, we're having great member experiences and the numbers are looking fantastic, that goes hand in hand with running quality sessions, having people actually taken care of once they walk in your door. What attracts people to your gym the first time might be a cool Instagram account, but then after a while, no one really gives a shit what your Instagram account is. They're not getting results, they're not feeling better. So, yeah. yeah, as long as you're providing, we like to look at it as a lifelong journey through fitness to where, okay, you've been with us three years. What's working, what's not working? How do we help you take that next step to achieving what you want to achieve? Because those goalposts, they're always moving. They're, and, there's always new stuff that people want to achieve, so it's, it's making sure we have that set up to where we're really providing quality. So, what is your what is your metric for success? Um, probably talking to people. Mm-hmm. My brother and Casper might have different ones to where <laughs> we, we want to be here, we want to be there. But I I find if you talk to people, see how they're getting on. Are you enjoying it? Yes, no, okay, why not? What's, what's working? Okay, good, all right. You like this? Let's keep doing that. So, yeah, you kind of, you have a sense. Like you, you can walk around the gym and see these guys are crushing it. They're loving what they're doing. They're all getting fitter, stronger, healthier. They all look great naked. See many of them naked, but this, uh, <laughs> it's a very special um, yeah. subset of the, <laughs> yeah. the membership here. Yeah. Um, no, just, just you feel it out. You, you get get to know people and you're very honest with them okay we may have fucked that up but we're working on it and you kind of create that bond with people to where yeah you straight up ask people 
so in a, in a way that the kind of the, the most important aspect is the relationships with the with the people around yeah. you rather than maybe what some businesses might cover in terms of turnover number of people coming in and yeah. out the door and that kind yeah of like thing. i said they that's not really how my mind works it's more yeah. i'm more very much kind of okay are you enjoying your experience if you are you're probably going to want to keep on coming if you're not then you want to leave so yeah that, that has a huge effect on like you say the bottom line and and how your your business is doing cool. so i'm gonna um gonna finish on what will be my kind of theme question for any 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 box owners or coaches Best and worst. Best thing about running a CrossFit affiliate. Worst thing about running a CrossFit affiliate. Best thing is the people. Working with the people, getting to know the people, and seeing people not just come out of their shell, but develop. Yeah. Whether it's this gives them confidence to do stuff out of the gym, this gives them confidence to really pursue an area of their life and fitness that they never thought they could have. Whatever. It's just I like. Dealing with people. Yep. That's the best thing. Worst thing, the hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're pretty relentless, aren't yeah. they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's uh, getting home weeknights at 10 is a regular thing. So, it's, yeah, if I could change anything, it would be for everyone to quit their jobs, train in the middle of the day so I could have my evenings back. Yeah. You heard that, members. So, yeah. that, that's, that's, that's the vision, you know. Not ha- we're quite sure how we'll get there, but we'll get there eventually. <laughs> So um, if people want to connect with you or connect with the gym, what is the best way for them to do that? Uh, social media, Instagram, we have Three Aces CrossFit Lee Valley and Three Aces CrossFit for the two locations. Um, same on Facebook. Uh, for me personally, it's M Brockhurst on Instagram and just Mark Brockhurst on Facebook. Don't redo anything on Facebook. I'm very much a picture guy. <laughs> so yeah, that's more where uh, you could find me. But the gyms, yeah, Three Aces CrossFit Lee Valley and Three Aces CrossFit. Super. Uh, thanks for coming on, Mark. And nice um, wish you all the best in the future. Thank you, mate. Take care, dude. Cheers. So that was episode eight with Mark. Um, make sure you check out the guys on their Facebook page and website if you're in the area of Kennington or Lee Valley. Um, next episode, we're speaking for, with Chet from Strength Education. We'll be having a chat um mid um workshop we were both together at the mark fisher fitness inside the unicorn event um in london so we'll have a quick chat um chat about that within our um, podcast but then also talk about um his offer with strength education in terms of a cpd platform for coaches um like i said before guys make sure you hit us up on itunes and soundcloud give us a love give us a like Uh, give us a share on um, Facebook. Take care and I'll speak to you in the next episode. Bye.